Greetings! Welcome to Average Joe's Fantasy. I'm your host, Steve Nordyke, and that was Sarai from our listener, Pepper Juice. Hopefully everybody's doing great this week. Hopefully you guys are in the playoffs, crushing it, getting ready for next week to go in the semifinals. We're going to get into all that today. Talk about some players that I'm looking at as you're preparing for next week in the head-to-head playoffs. And we're going to look over one of my uh, one of my teams here. And see how I went from uh, really from rags to uh, at least some money. So let's get started. Talk about teams we got going on. Average Joe's making a move, baby. 77 points in fourth place in one freaking week. Crushing it. Unfortunately, that's like 12 points out of third. So I don't quite think we're going to make it. But hey, we've turned it around a little bit. Gone up six whole points in uh, four months. So that's great. My Roto teams, looking at 4th, 1st, 1st, 2nd, 2nd, and 2nd, which is uh, pretty freaking good right now. We got that's 5 in the money. 4th place is a couple points out. Some of these 2nd places are only a point or half a point out. So we're looking pretty good. That's my dog sitting right here next to me. Literally my road dog, my podcast dog. He can't be alone by himself when I'm home. So if you hear any... Loud, obnoxious noises, breathing. It may be me, but it's most likely the dog. My head-to-head teams, I've got one right now in the quarterfinals. We're winning 8-2. to two. It's kind of tight. I'm only up by a couple runs, only up by 10 points in batting average, up by two steals. Pitching categories, I'm going to win all five. But the guy I'm playing is one spot ahead of me, so I have to literally win. I can't. I can't tie him and win the tiebreaker, so I have to win. My other ones, I have four that got a number one seed by and one that ended up with a number two, which is disappointing. I played the last week I was number one. I've been number one for weeks. I played the guy who was in number two. He beat me like seven to three, and we ended up tying, and for some reason he got the head-to-head season total win or whatever. So he's number one and I'm number two. So right now, if you have bye weeks... It's really important that you start stocking up for next week. Today's a good day to do it. You're going to have more clarity for next week. I started picking up guys on Wednesday and Thursday to try to get a little bit ahead. But you're going to be able to see some of these two-star pitchers for next week. And you want to grab a couple of them. You don't want to lock yourself in to not be able to use your pickups. But you're going to want to grab one or two of these guys and still have flexibility for next week's semifinals. And while you're playing in the quarterfinals this week, if you're crushing, like I'm I'm up 8-2, and Craig Kimbrell's on the wire in that league. So once I, maybe tomorrow, like by the end of tomorrow night, if, I, if I'm if i locked in, going to win, then I'll make that pick up for next week. You know, so unless you're unless you're way ahead, you're really playing for this week. But if you're way ahead, you need to start making, you know, today, tomorrow, Sunday for sure, start making up pickups for the following week once you know that you're locked up. But definitely don't pick up anybody. If you're still, you know, neck and neck, don't start making up pickups and sabotage your chance of actually making it to the semifinals. So some of the two-star pitchers I'm looking at, we got Reynaldo Lopez, John Means, Matt Boyd, Zach Plesac, Zach Davies, Gio Gonzalez, and Martin Perez. I picked up Reynaldo on a couple teams. I picked up uh, Plesac on a team. I got Davies on a team. And I got Martin Perez on, I think, one or two teams. 
I'm not able to pick. I mean, I'm not picking up five of these guys because I still have Scherzer and Degrom and good pitchers on those teams. I'm still going to want to get the ratios. But if I can get a couple of these two starters, squeeze out an extra starter too with good matchups, I'll be pretty happy. And I'm also looking to get my hitters in order as well. You're going to have guys that are slumping and guys who are a little dinged up. Maybe they have injuries. Maybe they're out. You're going to need to make arrangements for next week because you can't go into a week you know, and not have, not have the guys that you need to make these uh, plays. You're going to have Gary Sanchez is hurt. So you're going to have to grab a catcher. You may have an infielder out, like Javier Baez may have gone down for you like he did for me on two of my teams, which is really terrible. So you got to pick up an infielder. You may have been struggling ever since you lost you know, Fernando Tatis, which I am on one of these teams. And I've been cycling through second base and shortstop players. So you want to get these guys in order this week. You don't want to be struggling next week picking up guys to fill in voids. Next week you want to use those pickups strictly for pitching. Maybe one hitter if you have to. Like I picked up on a league, I picked up Eloy on two teams. That'll help me next week. You know, he's doing all right. If you have Voight, might be time to let him go. You you need to have guys who are who are hitting. If you have Mancini and he starts struggling, maybe time to let him go. You're gonna need someone who's hitting. And you gotta get these, you know, some of these hot guys off the wire. So I'm looking at Colton Wong. Looking at Robinson Cano, Willie Calhoun if he's there, Brett Gardner, Ramon Laureano, Will Myers, Kevin Biggio. These are all guys that I'm looking at to fill in spots. Some of them have a little bit of speed. Biggio's got some speed. Colton Wong can, can steal. Laureano can steal him for power. He's been slumping a little bit, so keep an eye on him. But if he's healthy, he could be able to carry you these last couple weeks. So those are the guys I'm looking at. Also grab some closures if there's if there's you know some available. Like Anthony Bass might be on your wire. Uh, Tyler Clippard might be on your wire. And he could be the next in line if Brad Hand misses any time. So keep an eye on that as well. That, that'll, that'll be a guy you want to pick up like on Saturday or Sunday if, when, there's some, when there's a little more clarity. Now for Roto, again, it's all, all about steals. Steals is going to be a big part in these last two weeks. You're generally not going to be able to catch up if you're like 40 RBI behind. If you're a couple homers behind, it's time to get some mashers. If you're two or three steals behind, time to grab some of these steal specials off the wire. Make that move because it'll help you a lot. If you're if you're struggling in wins, make sure you get your pitcher's limits and make sure that if it's not going to kill you, make sure you bomb these starters at the end of the year. I'm probably going to have to do that on one of these Roto teams. I, I Maybe not, but uh, it's the one I'm going to talk about today. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. It depends on where I'm sitting and what the disadvantages of that strategy could be but really steals is going to be really important for, for a lot of you guys getting up from like fifth to third or fourth into third or third into second if you're already low in steals i mentioned before it's going to be pretty tightly packed but if you're like a four in steals it may be a big challenge to get up to a five if you have like 35 like maybe 35 40 steals and the next one is 55 or 60 you're not going to make it in two weeks but if you have 65, the next one's 66 or 68 or 70, might be worth a push, depending on how many guys you can jump to make it there. All right, so we got that all laid out. Let's talk about one of my teams here, the Red October, my flagship team. I mentioned that when I drafted. Every year, the Red October's won for like four straight years, and I put an incredible amount of effort into this team, whether or not it's football, basketball, or baseball, whatever team is called the Red October. 
it's imperative that it does well. I don't know why I love it so much, but I really do. I love that team name, and I, and I put a lot of effort into it. So in July, I was listening to some of my uh, drafts from beginning of the year. I listened to the Red October one, and and I listened to a few of the following podcasts in June and July to see where I was standing. And in July, like the middle of July, the Red October had 61. A lot of my teams were in like third to fifth. The Red October was in eighth with 61 points. And it was not not a great spot to be in. And I mentioned on that podcast in July, I was like, you know, eighth isn't a terrible spot. It's not great. But last year at the same time, I was in like 10th and 11th out of 12 teams and some of these Roto teams. So eighth wasn't that far out. And now that team has 89 points. And I'm in second, two and a half points behind the leader. And I'm nine and a half points ahead of third. So I'm looking real good to at least get second here. It's going to depend on what I do the rest of the year, obviously, but uh, 89 points, second place, and I think I have a good shot at getting first. And we'll talk about some of the things that I've done along the way to help me get this team into contention from really a poor draft, and my first trade was just terrible as well. So let's talk about the draft. I drafted ninth. Let me recap the draft here. I'll go through my players real quick. I drafted ninth. I took Trey Turner, Giancarlo Stanton, Andrew Andrew Benintendi, Cody Bellinger, George Springer, Jack Flaherty, Javier Vasquez, Craig Kimbrell, Will Myers, Zach Wheeler, Luis Castillo, Wilson Contreras, Jerickson Profar, Roda Rodriguez, Jose Quintana, Joey Lucchese, Kyle Schwarber, Pete Alonzo, Willie Adamas, Sean Newcomb, Ian Happ, uh, Nick Markakis, and Brandon Nimmo. So my draft, not great. Turner missed a good chunk of the season. Stanton's been out all year. Ben Benintendi's had a terrible year. Springer's had a decent year, but he missed some time. Jack Flaherty's been good. Vasquez is... Has been has been good. Really, the, my biggest hits. Cody Bellinger was a huge hit, and so was Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso and Bellinger helped a lot. But considering that all these guys injured straight off the straight off the bat, my team struggled. This was the worst team I had for a long, long time. Now, let me tell you my roster now. Or should I tell you my trades first? Man, I should have thought about that before. Mm, let's talk about my trades first. So I went over my draft: Turner, Stanton, Benintendi, Bellinger, Springer, top five. And my first trade of the season, before the season even started, was uh, uh, Felipe Vasquez and Bellinger for Goldie. Now, if I had not made that trade, I'd probably be in first. But I did make that trade, so I'm in second. I grade that trade a one to nine. If there's nine points, of, if there's ten points available for a trade, five to five being equal, I get one, he gets nine. I, I got crushed in that trade, absolutely crushed. My next trade was Dwight Smith. Remember when he was actually a, a viable roster person? <laughs> Dwight Smith and George Springer for JD and Carrasco, which at the time was amazing because Carrasco was, was down. It hasn't worked out for me since that for Carrasco, but JD's been amazing. I think I win that trade 7-3. to three. At least 6-4, to four, probably 7-3, to because JD's been just a monster the last two months. My next trade, Pete Alonzo, Jack Flaherty, and Giancarlo Stanton for Juan Soto and Max Scherzer. I grade that myself a six to four on that one. That I win six to four. Alonzo's been really good. Flaherty's been really good. Stanton has been nothing. Soto has been better than Alonzo, and Scherzer's been better than Flaherty. So I feel like I win six to four, maybe seven to three, but six to four for sure. Then I traded Austin Meadows, Didi Gregorius, Sean Kelly, and Craig Kimbrell for Malik Smith, Glaber Torres, and Blake Snell, which again would have been an amazing trade. Had Snell not uh, 
gone down like two weeks later. But still, I got the best player in the trade. DD Kelly and Kim, DD and Kelly at the wire. At the at the wire. Kimbrel's been injured for a while now, and Meadows was ineffective for a long time before he kind of turned around a little bit. So I think I win that trade seven to three because Glaber's been on a massive heater, and Malik has helped me catch up in steals. My next trade: Juan Soto, Hunter Dozier, and Blake Snell for Mookie Betts, Trevor Bauer, and Carlos Martinez. Now we're getting into it. Now we're making some serious trades that have helped me get up here to where I am now. Soto was a great was great. Hunter Dozier's been all right, but he was hurt, and Snell's been hurt. He got hurt immediately after I made that trade. So really, Betts and Soto have been about equal. Bauer's been not great. And Carlos Martinez has been a great closer for me. He's really helped me climb in the saves category. My next trade, Malik Smith and Zach Eflin for Patrick Corbin. Huge win, 9-1 to for me. Malik's, again, just a steel specialist, and Eflin's been a wire guy. Corbin has been a, a rock-solid contributor to my team. 9-1 to win. And my last trade before the deadline... Bo Bichette and Robbie Ray for Jacob freaking DeGrom. Huge win, 10-0 in my favor. So I've started off a little bit slow on trades, and I've really turned it around. You know, If you're only making one trade a year and you make a stinker like my first one with Vasquez and Belly for Goldie, it can really kill you. But I make so many trades, and eventually I'll hone, I hone it down. You know, I start cast a wide net, I start to get more specific, and my trades get better and better in my favor as the year progresses. I usually don't get smoked uh, towards the deadline. So those are my trades. Let me tell you my roster right now. I still have five players from my original roster. Out of 23 rounds, I have five guys left, which is pretty remarkable. There's not a lot of teams in the league that are going to turn over their entire roster like that. So I, I have Wilson Contreras still at catcher. I have Benintendi in the outfield still. I have Trey Turner still. And I have Luis Castillo and Zach Wheeler. Really, it's because I couldn't trade him. Benintendi's been so bad all year, I couldn't get any kind of value for him. Turner was hurt for a long time. Wilson Contreras has been hurt as well, but and he's a stud catcher, so I didn't want to trade a stud catcher. Luis Castillo has been good. I tried to trade him, but nobody would give me as much as I wanted for him. And Zach Wheeler hasn't been very good all year, so I couldn't. I mean, some of these guys I just couldn't trade. So my roster now, I have Contreras at catcher, Goldie at first, Glaber at second, DJ LeMahieu at third, Marcus Simeon at short, J.D., Benintendi, and Willie Calhoun in the outfield. Trey Turner and Mookie Betts at utility. And Yadier Molina on the bench. Picked him up when Contreras went down. My pitchers, my two SP spots, Luis Castillo and Max Scherzer. My relief pitchers, Archie Bradley, Carlos Martinez. And then my pitcher spots, Jose LeClerc, Zach Gallen, Patrick Corbin, Sean Manea. And then the bench, Trevor Bauer, Zach Wheeler, Jacob DeGrom, and Tyler Glasnow. So there's been a lot of change, like a lot of change. And I told you I had five of my original draft picks still on the team, and I have four really key pickups. DJ LeMahieu obviously was a huge pickup for me. Had him almost all year, if not all year. Marcus Simeon, I just picked him up maybe a month ago. Somebody cut him, and of course I'm going to grab him. He's, he's been doing great for me. Archie Bradley I have on almost all my teams. I said that when I got him. As soon as he came in that ninth inning in the first first game, I scooped him up on like eight teams, maybe even more. I have Bradley everywhere. Same with Jose LeClerc. Scooped him up. And I was last in saves for a long, long time, and now I've uh, come way up. Let me read the category stats where I'm standing in all the categories. Runs, I'm 12. 12 being first place. So if you have 12, that means you're 
You know, you're first in that category. If you have a one, you're last. So runs, I'm 12. Home runs, 11. RBI, 11. Stolen bases, 10. Average, 12. Wins, 10. Saves, 5. Ks, 12. ERA, 3. Whip, 3. So not great on ERA and whip, even though I have DeGrom, Scherzer. I have some great pitchers. They just keep getting bombed. It's it's crazy. I can't. I was a I've been a one in those categories almost all year, and I've been spending running guys out there. I'm like I'm already last. To hell with it. I'll pitch Bauer again. I'll pitch Wheeler again. And they just keep getting blown up. So I'm a three now and a three in whip. Three in whip and three in ERA. I have 53 saves. I can't get any better than that. There's no way I'm able to catch the guy who has you know a six. The guy ahead of me is like 15 saves ahead. So there's no way I'm going to get better. I'm not going to cut those guys yet, but as this, you know, the season wears down a little bit, I may to pick up some pitchers or pick up somebody who's better, maybe the last week or two, depending on how close everybody is. And I have a 1.29 whip. Ahead of me is a 1.28 and a 1.25. 1.29 is terrible. My pitching staff has been terrible. Even though I feel like I have good pitchers, they just keep getting hammered. So I think I can grab a, a, at least a 1.28. I have to be able to catch that. Steals, I'm only, I think, four behind the guy who's ahead of me and five or six behind the guy in first in steals, so I have a chance there. But I, I'm not sure how many more points I can get. ERA and whip is really the place where I can go. ERA is, I think, a quarter of a run. I have a chance to move up in ERA, and I have those two spots in whip. So like I'm saying, when there's a couple games left, a couple days left in the season, if I bomb it, I may decide to go for that win sk- I may decide to go for the wins category because uh, it depends on... Let me see how many wins I have. Let me look in the thing here real quick and see how many wins I've got. So I have 86 wins. The next highest one is 87. And the next highest one is 88. So the guy who has 88 wins, who's, who's two wins ahead of me, is the guy in first. So I can easily catch him in wins. And I'm 23 innings over right now, which is, which is not bad, which is pretty good actually. So if I do decide to bomb the categories the last couple days of the year, maybe two, maybe you know the last day or the second to last day, I got a real good shot of jumping them in wins. There is one spot in, in whip behind me. I'm a one two nine. There's one guy who has a one three zero, so I do have a chance to lose that. But really, even if I get guys, I get bombed. I'm not gonna, only going to lose one spot. So I could lose one spot to gain two two spots in wins. And I feel like I should be able to gain those spots anyway. So I may or may not have to bomb it here, but. First place is definitely within striking distance. I feel like I have a really good shot on this team. And you can see from the draft, it wasn't a great draft. I really hit some stinkers. I mean, nobody stands out except for Bellinger, who I traded away immediately. Springer did well, and I traded him away for JD, who struggled for a little bit, and then he's been crushing it. Pete Alonso was a huge win for me. And Pete Alonso helped me get Soto, and Soto helped me get Betts. So that's all worked out. And uh, Alonso helped me get Scherzer. So I feel like I made some good trades in this league. I made a bunch of them. And, you know, trades mixed with a decent draft, mixed with a few good key pickups on the waiver wire, you can move your way up. Just because you're at 61 points in the middle of July doesn't mean you're out of it. You know, figure out where you're weak. Target players who are struggling. Betts was struggling when I got him. Everybody that I traded for was struggling when I got him, really. Soto was like the 80th or 90th player overall when I got him. Went on a little bit of a heater, and I upgraded. So it's important to be able to not give up and, and find out where you're weak and 
who you can target to move up. You know, you're looking looking at categories, you're looking at players you can acquire, and it can be done. We got two weeks left, a little over two weeks left. You can still move up. This team has probably four points I can move up on. And if I move up four, I'm in first. I'm only, what am I say, two and a half behind? I'm only two and a half behind. So I feel like I got a good shot. I'll keep you updated on, especially on this team. You know, I'll tell you all my teams, but especially in the red October here and see how we finish up. But really, that's about all we got today. Thanks for joining me. Hope everybody's doing well in their playoffs. Get ready for next week. It's going to be a big, big playoff week. you got to be on your toes. Don't uh, don't hesitate to cut somebody if they get hurt or they start stinking. You know, Marcus Stroman's not, not going to pitch for you. Or Marcus Stroman's struggling. See ya. Zach Wheeler's struggling. See ya. You don't have time to let these guys turn it around. You need players that are going to hit and hit right now. Play in the short game now, not the long game. Please email me. AVG Joe's Fantasy Yahoo.com. AVG Joe's Fantasy at Yahoo.com. And rate us. I always forget to mention that in the beginning of the show. I always forget it. Please rate us on iTunes. It takes two seconds and it really means a lot to me and the podcast. Let's see if we can grow this tiny little niche podcast and uh, see if we can do some great things. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you as always. Average Joe's out. <laughs>